This is Alive with Joseph. This morning we're looking at a title under Let the Army Roar, a title I call Leave Me at the Altar. As we are enforcing the kingdom of our Lord and His Christ, a very major aspect of this enforcement is going to be sacrifice. Sacrifice is what has separated people. This is what separates one business from the other. Sacrifice is what separates a believer from another believer. The religion that teaches people to sacrifice themselves will be the religion which has power. In the diabolical world, one of the first things that they are taught at the point of initiation is sacrifice. When they are being initiated, the first thing they have to teach them is how to live a sacrificial life. They are taught to lay down their lives for them to be able to climb or ascend the ladder of greatness. Lack of understanding on sacrifice has taken away the power from the church. It has made many believers to walk around powerlessly. Everyone in life who has ever become great in any field of their endeavor, they will be able to point you to what he or she had to lay down for them to be able to ascend the throne of greatness in which they are sitting on. And you must understand that no one who has ever ascended any throne in life who just arrived there by mistake, they had to lay down something for them to be able to ascend the throne of greatness. Let's see the instructions our Lord Jesus Christ gave to us. Please go with me to Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 25. I read, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely and disown, completely reject and disown your own life. And you must be willing to share your cross, share my cross and experience it as your own. As you continually surrender to my ways, for if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your life for yourselves, you will forfeit what you try to keep. And that translation says, you must deny yourself. The King James and the NIV says the same thing, denying yourself. So Jesus is saying here that when you want to come after him, it will require that you deny yourself. If you are not willing to deny yourself, it will be difficult for you to ascend the throne of greatness. It will be difficult for you to ascend certain level of greatness in the kingdom. Many believers don't have the strength or don't have the willingness to deny themselves. They can lay down their lives and follow Jesus. As a result, they are not able to ascend certain level of greatness in their journey here on the planet earth. There is a dimension you must yield yourself to for you to be able to, you know, ascend a certain level of greatness. You must yield yourself to be able to deny yourself and also follow after Jesus. You must understand that there must be a willingness that flows from the inside of you to want to deny yourself 
and follow hard after Jesus Christ. Each time you look at anyone's greatness, listen to this very carefully. Every time you look at anyone's greatness, don't envy the crown. Ask them which cross have they carried or ask them what have they sacrificed to wear the crown they are wearing. Every time you see a crown on anyone's head, you see a, a person have ascended a certain dimension of greatness. Don't envy the greatness. Ask them, what have you sacrificed to be able to wear the crown that you're wearing? Understand that there are crowns you cannot be able to wear if you do not lay down your life. There are thrones you will not be able to sit on if you do not deny yourself. There are certain barriers you cannot cross if you do not make certain dimensions of sacrifice. And listen friends, there are thrones that if you arrive there by mistake, you've not paid the necessary or made the necessary sacrifice you ought to make, you will also be dethroned by mistake. Why? Because every throne requires a sacrifice for the one who sits on it to be able to sit on that throne. Understand as well that the weight of your crown is a testament of the sacrifice you have made. The weight of your crown is a testament of the sacrifice you have made. If you have things in your life you cannot give to God, it shows that you have not yet denied yourself. It shows that you have not yet denied yourself. And you need to come to the altar and leave yourself on the altar for you to be able to carry certain dimensions of Jehovah's glory. Understand as well that whatever you have sacrificed is no longer yours. Whatever you have left at the altar, it no longer belongs to you. Even if it's in your custody, the day the real owner requires it, you must willingly relinquish what is in your custody and not argue with him. The day the real owner asks for it, you must willingly. Remember the donkey. When they went, they said, the master is in need. The guy who the donkey was in his custody, he willingly allowed it because he wasn't the real owner. That is a classic example of sacrifice. They went to him and said, the master is in need of it. He willingly, willingly, he didn't argue with them. He didn't make noise. He willingly relinquished what was in his custody. He gave it away without any hesitation in returning what was in his custody. So Jesus was saying here that you cannot hold on to yourself and still want to cling to God. The price for today is yesterday. The bridge between your today and your tomorrow is called letting yesterday go. Listen to what a Scottish author and a Christian minister said. I read his quote. His name is George MacDonald. Listen to what he said. I quote, if we do not die to ourselves, we cannot live to God. And he that does not live to God is dead. He that does not live to God is dead. And Jesus speaking again in in John chapter 12, verse 24 to 26, I read, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. If any man serve me, let him follow me. This tells me that it is possible to serve God and not follow him. It is possible to serve God and you are not a follower of God. It is possible to serve God, you are not a follower of Jesus. So he said, if anyone claims that they are serving me, they must follow me. Because your serving, the proof that you are my servant is your followership. The proof that you are truly, truly serving me is you following. Say, if any man, if any man, any man serve me, let him follow me. Where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So understand that one of the key realities of the kingdom of God is that life springs from death. Life springs from death. Here Jesus was speaking about his own death in my, in John chapter 12. Jesus was speaking about his own death and also at the same time he was teaching us on the power of sacrifice. He was teaching us on the power of sacrifice. Listen friends, Jesus' death brought life to humanity and gave access so that God can have many sons. The death of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus gave us access to God and at the same time gave access to God to have many sons. And here he said, if anyone wants to follow me, if anyone claim that they serve me, they must follow me. Please give Jesus praise this morning. So you and I living a life of sacrifice enables God to flow through us in touching many more lives. Because friends, when you lay down yourself on the altar, when you arise out of the altar, from the altar, you are able to carry God, you are able to carry His glory from the altar. And listen friends, you are able to bring forth that glory in the territory where God has deployed you. Understand that you are getting into a territory or you are in a territory being deployed by God in a territory that is full of heavy sacrifices. And you cannot dominate those territories without the fullness of God. Without the glory of God. So you must understand, when you lay down yourself on the altar, as you arise from laying yourself on the altar, you carry God, you carry His glory into the territory that He has deployed you to. Many believers, they sincerely love God, but they don't love Him enough to deny themselves and follow Him. They don't love God enough to deny themselves and follow. They don't love him enough to live a sacrificial life for God. They don't love God enough to lay down their lives for him. They sincerely love God, but their love for God has limitations. Their love for God has barriers. Their love for God has an extent to which God can make demands on them. That is to say, there is a level of demand God will make on them. They turn their 
back on God. And you must understand for the kingdoms of this world to become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. There is a level of a sacrificial life you must live. Because why? You are entering a territory or you are in a territory where the kingdoms of the, the children of this world, they have made huge sacrifice. And you cannot just come there because you carry a Christian name. You want to overtake them. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. They've made huge sacrifices. When you study the scriptures very well, John chapter 6, you will see where the multitudes, when they were following after Jesus, very hard, until the day he preached to them about sacrifice. That day, the church Jesus was pastoring reduced in size. Listen to the scripture. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood had eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day, for my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father have sent me, and live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, doth this offend you? And what if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the spirit that quickened the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not. And who should betray him. And he said, therefore I say unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time, from that time, many of church divided into two. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, are you guys also leaving? Then Peter responded, said, no, we're not going anywhere. We'll stay with you. We'll stick it out with you. But from that time, not some, many, the Bible said, many of his disciples, not many of guests, not many of strangers, many of his disciples, these were those who got born again, got baptized, those who went through Christianity 101, those even so probably some of them ordained ministers, many of his disciples turned their back. When sacrifice was demanded, many of them said, we cannot follow you to this estate. Even though we sincerely love you But our love has limitations And they turn their back And say we are not going again with you Another translation puts verse 66 this way The TPT translation puts it this way And so from that time on Many of his disciples turned their back on Jesus And refused To be associated with him How many people do we have in the church who are no longer associated with Jesus even though they come to church as a religious duty? How many of you seated here today, you are no longer associated with God? You know in your hearts that you are no longer associated with God. Church for you is just another activity you engage yourself. That is why when it's not convenient, 
you're nowhere to be found. When it is convenient, you are everywhere to be found. Why? Because for you, you sincerely love God, but there are certain dimensions of sacrifice you cannot make for God. How many are watching me online who probably could have been in the service here, but it will be too much of a work for them to stand up and come into the building. God, I love you in the comfort of my home. Come on, can I hear say ouch? to be a bad love and he said they said this is a hard saying they turned their back please read this they turned their back they turned their backs on Jesus and refused that's, that's a deep word refused to be associated with him how dare you put a demand on us? How dare you ask us to make sacrifice? Child of God, the only way we can turn the kingdoms of this world into the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ is through sacrifice. It is through you and I leaving ourselves at the altar. It is by you believing in the cross and everything the cross stands for. So many believers have tied their joy to earthly things. Many believers, many believers, they believe more in their earthly existence than their heavenly reward and realities. Please understand that the children of this world, the children of this world, they are living a very dangerous sacrificial life. That is why most of them, they have command of so many territories. They are subduing so many places where even believers are in. Why? The realms of the spirit respect sacrifice. It doesn't respect your Christian title or name. If a non-believer makes a greater sacrifice, they take command of the territory. Because kingdoms are not surrendered. Kingdoms are taken over. You do not take over without sacrifice. You don't take over by a title. You take over by prize. So the territory where God wants you to take over, you will require to have a sacrificial life or to live a sacrificial life. Because the people you are going to dethrone have paid the price to sit on the throne. You can't just arrive from nowhere and say, stand up. Stand up for what? Who gave you the authority to ask me to stand up? You say, stand up. They check you out in the realms of the spirit. Have you paid the necessary price required to sit? When they survey and see you've not even paid any price, tell you, if you come back here, we'll use your Bible and tie you. That is why when Christians ascend the throne by mistake, they are dethroned by mistake. When Christians ascend certain throne that they have not paid or sacrificed for, they don't last there. And after they say, you know, Satan is after me. No, Satan is not after you. The throne you're sitting on requires some level of sacrifice. 
And you have been surveyed in the realms of the spirit. You've not made the necessary sacrifice that the throne you are sitting on demands for. Mene, mene, tekelo fasin. You've been weighed on a scale. You've been found wanting. So stand up. The realms of the spirit does not respect your Christian title. If it does, many Christians will be sitting on thrones. It's the highest bid that takes it all. If a man carrying witchcraft bids higher than you, he takes it all. But God, where are you going to say, well, I'm here. I'm still on my throne. Pay the price for it. Listen to this very carefully. Please don't mistake the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross with your personal sacrifice. When it comes to your salvation and the righteous nature you have, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is perfect for time and for eternity. Your salvation has been purchased by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. It is a done deal. The sacrifice of Jesus on the cross has purchased your salvation. But you enforcing your authority here and compelling the kingdoms of this world to submit to you, you will require your personal sacrifice. Your personal sacrifice of searching the truth that is necessary for dominion in that territory where you are. Your personal sacrifice of staying in the presence of God until pride leaves you. Because God knows that the dimension of you that is still alive today, if he anoints you at that level, you will destroy things. So the sacrifice of continuously appearing in his presence to lay yourself down at the altar so that he can deal with the aspects of you that is contradicting himself in your life. Personal sacrifice. Please, don't mistake personal sacrifice for the sacrifice Jesus has made on our behalf. If you want to follow in the footsteps of Christ, you must believe in the reality of sacrifice. You must follow the example of Jesus Christ. And you must pay the high price required. Jesus speaking, he said, where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be also. Listen, we have reduced this to money. But largely, he's not speaking about money. Your treasure is your heart. Where is your treasure? Where is your heart? Is your heart in God? Because we can't even begin to ask you for your money if your heart is not in God. It will be a waste of effort and time. Because a man whose heart is not with God, you can't ask him anything else and he brings because he needs to bring himself first. If he does not bring himself first, he can't bring any other thing. So over the years, we keep asking believers for things and yet we are not asking for their heart because God is requiring the heart. Lay your heart on the altar for me. Leave it there. Because if I own your heart, I own everything about you. And it will not be difficult for me to turn you the way I please. It will not be difficult. I can turn you anyhow I like. Please give Jesus praise this morning.
Please give him praise this morning. Understand that our faith walk has two sides to eat. Number one, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that purchased our salvation. Number two, your personal sacrifice as you walk with him. And the only one we are particularly used to as believers is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that has purchased our salvation. With his sacrifice, you receive the benefits of his suffering. And on the other hand, there is a dimension of you taking up your cross to follow after him. That is what sacrifice is all about. There is a dimension where he has paid the price for your salvation. Then there is a dimension where you must take your cross and follow him. You must take your cross and follow him. Child of God, understand. If all you know about your faith walk is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and how you can benefit from it, your Christianity will lack solidity. Your Christianity will be flaky. Your Christianity will be featherweight. Your Christian life will only be on what God can do for you. And listen, the danger with that is it will seriously delay the agenda of God for the planet Earth. Because if all you know is the price that Jesus has paid, if all you know is what you can receive from God, the, the kingdoms of this world can never become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. Because for that to happen, it requires sacrificial men and women. God is looking for men and women who will lay down their lives for Him. People who will understand the urgency of His mission. And now this mission can only be carried out by sacrifice. Understand that the glory of Christianity is when you and I are living a life of sacrifice that honors God and promotes his agenda on the earth. The glory of Christianity, the glory of our faith, the glory of our faith, the glory of our faith, the glory of our faith is when we live a sacrificial life that honors God. There are two different dimensions of God I've come to find in the scriptures. Number one is the dimension of God that is available to everyone. There is a dimension of God available to everyone. And number two, there is a dimension of God that is not for everyone. It is not for everyone. Understand, friends, there is a dimension of God available to every one of us. We all have access to the grace of God by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And through this grace, there are things that are free to every one of us. Actually, we cannot even say it's free. Why? Jesus paid for it. Jesus paid for it. So there is the aspect where Jesus paid so that you and I can have this. So that we can have the, the salvation. So that we can have healing. We can have gifts of the Holy Spirit. We can have baptism of the Holy Spirit. We can receive forgiveness of our sins, past, present, and future. We can have access to the mercy of God. We can have access to deliver. All of this is as a result of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And that is why many believers stop. They stop at that. That is why they become demanding. 
and there is a dimension of God that is not free. For example, the dimension of carrying the anointing of God is not free. There is a sacrifice to carry the anointing of God. There is a sacrifice to become an apostle in the marketplace. There is a sacrifice. There is a sacrifice to carry the anointing, the fullness of God's glory, the fullness of God's power. That is, you carrying the anointing, that you'll be able to manifest the kingdom of our Lord and His Christ in that territory. There is a sacrifice. And that is why most of the things you read in the Bible, not everyone in the church is manifesting them. Because greater dimensions of God's glory and anointing will require sacrifice. There's that aspect of God. Very few enter into. The few that are ready to sacrifice. Very few. Very few. We all know the sacrifice of Jesus. But the personal sacrifice, very few, very few. Very few. Very few are willing to pay the price. Very few are willing to go the extra mile. Very few are willing to travel that road. When you study the scriptures very well, you will see that before Jesus could be highly exalted and given a name that is above every other name, he made sacrifice for it. Oh, you, it's easy to read it. And he was given a name that is above every other name. I had mentioned the name of Jesus. Every niche about, every, 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 every. Hey, cool down. He didn't just get that name by chance. Philippians 2.8, put on the screen. He didn't get that name by chance. Listen to how he got the name. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. This was the process. And in verse 9, after doing that, verse 9, Bible now said, Therefore, after he finished, therefore, God has highly exalted him, giving him a name. Giving him a name. After verse 8, he was able to activate verse 9, which was him being highly exalted. Him being highly, listen, for you to be highly exalted in that territory, there is a price you must pay for it. There is a sacrifice you must make for it. Many believers want to be highly exalted in the marketplace, but they are not willing to pay a price for it. For him to be highly exalted and giving a name. Listen, child of God, God wants to give you a name. In that industry where you are, he wants to give you a name. But you cannot get the name by favor. You must get the name by sacrifice. And he was given a name that at this name, influence. That speaks of influence. At this name, every knee, not some knee, every knee. God wants to raise influential men and women. For this gospel. But they must be men and women who have sacrificed themselves on the altar. Listen. Every unbeliever that have ascended the throne. Check them very well. Behind their ascension is a dangerous sacrifice. 
Oh, you think men just climb the ladder by mistake? Oh, you think people sit on a throne by mistake? Understand that every throne has a demand. Some thrones have been set up by human blood. For those thrones to be firm, they have been set up by human blood. Whoever must sit on that throne must tender a blood, not animal blood, human blood. For them to sit on that throne. And you want to go and sit on that throne with two minutes prayer. Father, 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 Father. Even yourself, you don't even know what you're praying. If we ask you to explain the prayer, you can't even explain it. And you want to go and sit on such throne where the man, the unbeliever sitting there, if they line up the, the trail of blood that has brought him to that, the trail of blood that has brought him to that throne, the blood that he has been from, from his youth, the blood he has been pouring, emptying, that has brought him to that throne. You even communion blood you don't have. And you want to come and sit. And the blood tells you, no, 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 no. To sit on this throne. Are you willing to tender this? But I'm a Christian. No. That's not what we ask for in the realms of the spirit. We demand sacrifice. So that is why a believer contends with an unbeliever in a territory the believer doesn't make sacrifice, they are kicked out. The unbeliever makes sacrifice, they stay. It's only believers who go for interview and they go ordinary. In fact, as he's going, he's fighting his wife or his husband. Why the unbeliever man is coming from a shrine, driving straight from the shrine to the interview room. Even when he's the least qualified, they give him the job. Because as he walks in, he walks in with a presence that confuses everybody. And the believer walks in with two minutes tongue. And he's standing there. He can't even present himself properly. Say, but why didn't you get the job? You know, enemies are after me. No, 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 no. Forget enemies. Sacrifice. Give Jesus praise this morning, please. When you study the Bible, you will discover that the early Christians were all sacrificial individuals. There are levels you cannot break through in God without sacrifice. There, there was an encounter Jesus had with a, a particular young man in the Bible. The young man missed a dimension of God. Why did he miss that dimension? Because he was not willing to make sacrifice. You'll find the story in Mark chapter 10, verse 17 to 22. Let me pick it up from somewhere. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatever thou hast and give to the poor. Thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come, take up the cross, follow me. And the man was sad at the saying. He went, Bible said he went away grieved. Grieved is a heavy word. He went away grieved for he had great possession. 
the very moment he was requested to make sacrifice, he got offended and left. He was grieved. He became miserable. He sobbed. He wept. He lamented. He missed an opportunity to come into a dimension with God. Look at another translation. Another translation puts it this way. Mark 10.22, TPT translation says, Completely shocked by Jesus' answer, he turned and walked away very sad. For he was extremely rich. Can we put it this way? For he extremely loved his life. For she extremely loves her job. For he extremely loves her, his business. Because his own was extreme riches. Your own might not be extreme riches. It might be extreme something else. He extremely. And he walked away. So you can't make such demands on me. We live in a generation where we do not understand the power of sacrifice. We live in a generation where if it is not now, it is never. I don't want it. We live in a generation where we do, the language of sacrifice is alien to us. As a result, we are not able to ascend certain dimensions in Christ. We're not able to rule in the marketplace. Please understand that sacrifice is key. Leave yourself at the altar. Let me show you something again about our Lord Jesus Christ and the depths of his sacrifice. In Revelation chapter 5, verse 11 to 14, look at the depth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ's sacrifice. He said, then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000. And thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, what is the Lamb? Saying with a loud voice, they all were saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb, not favored is the lamb, not blessed is the lamb, worthy is the, why did they say worthy is the lamb? Because he paid to get to where he got to. So they said he deserves it, worthy is the lamb, not favored is the lamb. He paid the price. And all of them, all of the creatures, they all agreed. We can see the price Jesus has paid. So we all say worthy. He paid the price. Remember, the Bible said, who will go for us? Nobody was willing to go. And Jesus decided to be the sacrificial lamb. He didn't bring a sacrifice. He was the sacrifice. And after that, I heard a voice. The living creatures, everybody, they all, every one of them, they could attest to the fact that we can see the sacrifice. So he deserves to sit on the throne. We can see the sacrifice is evident. Listen, child of God, there's a dimension of sacrifice you make. Even if they put all the old witches in this nation together, they can't stop you. Because in the realms of the spirit, you have become unbeatable. There's a sacrifice you will make. Oh my God. 
There is a level of sacrifice. I'm not talking about money now. So focus on me. I'm not talking about money. There is a sacrifice. A dimension of yourself. You will give off. Hey. You enter a territory. The devils there will park. They will just move. Because before you arrive, your sacrifice has arrived before ahead of you. Your sacrifice has gone as a testament for you. You think the kingdoms of this world becoming the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ is going to be just by, you know, after seven days it's over. No, 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 no. There is a demand for sacrifice in this season. Listen, the world has hit a reset. There is a reset button pressed on the planet earth. And things are going to return back. Or can I, can I shock you? Based on certain things I've seen and I've read, the children of this world are already making sacrifice to take over again. Why believers are still crying? Should I come to church? Should I not come? Is COVID in church? No, no, no. They say it's not in church. They are, they are still like that. The children of this world are already making sacrifice because they can understand the times. That the world has hit a reset button. It's takeover time again. Worthy is the lamb not favored. Why worthy? Because he paid to get to where he got to. As a result of his sacrifice, he was able to receive all the things that were listed in verse 12 to 14. He couldn't receive them until he paid the price. Friends, the fear of sacrifice will cripple you from making advancement in life. Often when God wants you to conquer a level, he will ask you to surrender the most valuable thing at that level. And the very moment you do that, you overcome that level. The very moment you do that, you conquer that level forever. He will always ask you for the most valuable thing at that level. Oh, God is asking me for prayer. No, no, prayer is not the most valuable thing at that level. You are required to pray. Why wouldn't you pray? Prayer is part of your, 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 your fellowship with your heavenly father. God, for you, there are levels you cannot cross until you sacrifice the most valuable thing at that level. Abraham, Isaac was the most valuable thing at that level, not Ishmael. Jesus, his life was the most valuable thing at that level. So most of you, you are still at the level you are because God is asking for the most valuable thing you refuse. He's asking for the most, you know what the most valuable thing is. You know what God is asking for from you. Do you want to know why you haven't conquered that level? Because in spite of all your prayers, God is saying, that is not the most valuable. Thing. Surrender what is the most valuable thing in this level. So that he can help you conquer the, into the next level. And many are refusing to surrender what is the most valuable thing. Can I give you an assignment right now? As we pray. What is that thing that God can make a demand on? That you will not give him. Don't be in a hurry to answer that. What is that thing God can make a demand on? That you will not give him. And don't always be too quick 
to say God take everything. That is one mistake Christians make. Because you know it's not true. You know it's not true. When you say God take everything, you know, you know, you honestly know it's not true. Oh God, take everything. Take everything about me. All of me, take. <laughs> Don't do that. Because deep in your soul, you know, if God comes for everything, <laughs> uh, it will be good. So, when, when it's time to sing those kind of songs, when it gets to take everything, just keep quiet. <laughs> just pass it by. When Pastor Bree say, and Lord, you take everything, when you get your... Mm, Until that verse passes by. Because if you're going to declare, take everything. He will come for everything. Oh, but pastor, I didn't really mean it. Pastor, everybody was just leading me to sing. Well, in the realms of the spirit, every word counts. They don't want to know if you meant it or not. So, when is, if you know you're not ready to give God everything, don't say take everything. Don't. Oh God, take my children. God, take my wife. Take my husband. <laughs> I was okay, now I know the prayer to pray. God, take my husband. <laughs> Don't pray that prayer. God, you know, there's nothing God, you know, I can't give you. Ah. Even Satan say, ah, you're lying, you know, you're lying. God, you know, there's nothing I can give. No, no, no. Don't say that. Because understand that sacrifice is all of you. Leaving yourself at the altar. Leaving yourself at the altar. Understand, as I release you this morning, that money is the least of what God wants from you. God wants your heart. Money is the least. Why? Your heart is heavier than money. Because very often, when we talk about sacrifice in the house of God, the first thing the believer thinks of is money. The first thing the believer thinks of is money. And God is saying, no, money is the least of everything. God wants your, your heart is heavier than money. Your heart is heavier than money. If God doesn't have your heart, he can't have your money. Because why? If a man's heart is not with God, there is no way his, his pocket can be with God. God said, give me your heart. Put your heart on the altar. Leave it there for me. Because if I don't have access to your heart, there's nothing else I can have access to. And the challenge is very often in the church, we talk about you bringing every other thing, excluding your heart. And yet, your heart is the epic center of your existence. Your heart is the central shaft of your being. If God has no access to your heart, he can't have access to your time. He can't have access to your talent. He can't have access to your treasure. Because you giving him all of this is as a result of what is in your heart. So he said, give me your heart. Bring your heart. But God, can I give you 50,000? No, no, no. I'm not asking for 50,000. Give me your heart. Bring it. But God, my heart. You know that if it gets your heart, <laughs> every other thing will follow. And in this season, God is saying, 
for men and women to arise and take over. I need men and women whose hearts has been given to me. So that when I lift them, pride will not overtake them. So that when I put them in that position of influence, they will not take the glory to themselves. So that when I lift them, whereby they become a global voice, they will not relegate me to the background. So that when I lift them and they become relevant, they will not boast and say, my certificate brought me here. Please give Jesus praise. Have you noticed the difference between soldiers and police? Do you know the difference? When you are becoming a soldier to be enlisted in any nation's army, the first thing that is taken from you is your life. Your life is demanded. The first thing, once you en- enroll as a soldier, it is life. You have signed up to die. So, in being a soldier, you don't sign up with certificate, you sign up with your life. And the Bible calls the believer, we Christians, we are soldiers of the cross. That is to say, in this kingdom, you sign up with your life, you don't sign up with certificates. You bring your life and leave it on the altar and walk away. He can turn you the way he wills. He can wake up one morning and say, now pack your bags. But God, I'm doing very well in this job. Your time and that job is over. Pack your bags. But God, I just got a promotion of six figure. I said, pack your bags. God, where are we going to follow me? We're going to Bulawayo. There's a new assignment for you. Ah, God, Bulawayo. There's no food there. Follow me. God, we're going to the village next to, next to Giyami. Follow me. But God, there's no good roads there. Follow me. Why? He has your heart. Let's go. Pack your bags. By the end of this week, put your resignation letter in. No arguments. He has your heart. But if he doesn't have your heart, when he puts a demand on you, you argue with him. And guess what? He raised, listen, God is never short of people. I discovered that some years ago. How do I know? Elijah, out of pride, came and said, God, I'm the only one left. God said, stop that. Do you think I'm confused? He said, I have 7,000 more prophets that I'm not bowed to bow, not submitted to Jezebel. 7,000, so behave yourself. Do you know what that is simply saying? To every Elijah, there are 7,000 replacements. God said, behave yourself, Elijah. Stop, stop this noise you're making. I have 7,000 more that have not bowed. I have kept them myself. God said, I hid them in the cave myself. So every time you think that you are the best in what you are doing, even in the house of God, listen, you have a replacement waiting for you. So you better do whatever you are doing for God. Do it well. Do it with joy. 
do it rejoicing because God has a cave, a cave full of replacements. The day I saw that, I said I will pastor with humility because I can be replaced. Please give Jesus praise. Oh, you are giving to God in the house of God. Give it with humility. Don't say this month, let me see. I will not bring my tithes. Let me see how they will suffer. No. God has replacement. He has replaced. He has replacement. He has lined up. This morning as we pray I want you to bring your heart to him Leave it at the altar Leave it Just leave it at the altar Let him do whatever he wants to do with you Shall we rise on our feet everybody Where is Pastor Ogre? going to give you a prayer but probably Pastor Cordelia will come up and we'll take one or two prayers but before we do that I want you to this morning God is looking for sacrifice you are the sacrifice the book of Proverbs chapter 23 he said my son give me your heart 23-26 he said my son I don't need your pocket yet. I need your heart. Give me your heart. And I believe that's what God is saying to us in this season. Because an army cannot roar if this army is selfish. An army cannot roar if this army has not laid down their lives. God is saying, give me your heart. My son, I need your heart. I can, when I look at your heart, your heart is too corrupt. I need it. When I look at your heart, your heart is not right. Your heart is full of pride. Your heart is full of arrogance. Your heart is full of bitterness. Your heart is full of all kinds of things. If I lift you at the level in which your heart is, you will cause destruction. My son, give me your heart. If I anoint you to take over at the level in which you are so selfish, you are so self-centered, there will be confusion. My son, give me your heart. If I give you access to money, the way your heart is so is so full of arrogance, you will kill people. My son, give me your heart. I need your heart. How many of you remember Joseph in the scriptures? When for him to ascend the throne, God needed to deal with his heart. His heart was not right. How do I know? The first time he had the first dream, he came to his brothers. I saw all of you bowing down to me. Arrogance. They took him, threw him in pit. He was even more arrogant. God said, this guy, no, 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 let's take him further. From the pit, they took him, sold him as a slave. He arrived in Potiphar's house. He was still very arrogant. But, you know, he ran away from, from Potiphar's wife. No! He didn't run away out of humility. He ran away because he knew if Potiphar had caught him with his wife, he would kill him. So him saying no to Potiphar's wife wasn't because of humility. How do I know? When he arrived in the prison, God kept him in school for some time. And when he had given God his heart completely, 
it took God one less than an hour to put him on the throne my son give me your heart the reason why you pray certain prayers is not really to glorify God it's so that you can show them so God is saying give me your heart the reason why you're asking for that promotion is not really because you want to glorify God even though you are at the end of your prayer request even though at the end of your prayer request you will put to the glory of God just at the underneath you now write in capital letter <laughs> God knows it's not to his glory God knows you think by writing to the glory of God Oh, he looks at the heart. My son, give me your heart. And you're going to give God's, God your heart to this morning. You will not leave this place without giving me your heart. God, I lay it on the altar. And some of you after this morning, you will get a visitation. You will get a visitation. Some of you, you're overdue at the level in which you are in. After this morning, the valuable thing that you're holding on to, that is stopping you from leaving that level, God will come back. And I pray that this time around when he comes back, you'll be willing. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph 